I'm going to have, I don't think. He looked round the bare wooden room cluttered with kit and then leaned closer to the brazier. He had a little monkey-like face. It was creased by laughter, and the lined, almost leathery skin was reddened by the glow of the hot coals. He had had all his teeth out just before leaving England, and his cheeks had fallen in around the empty gums like the cheeks of an old crone. "'Spose the Ruskies ain't got no glass, poor devils,' he went on. "'But they might board the windows up. Cardboard ain't no good in this sort of weather.' He got up then and fitted the bit of cardboard back into the window. He leaned a rifle against it to keep it in place. Then he came back to the fire. "'Reminds me of the free feathers dancing pancreas way this place does. Always was a drafty pub.' He grinned at the others and spread his dirt-stained hands to the blaze. I liked Bert. He was the sort of man that makes four years in the ranks seem worthwhile. Nothing ever really got him down. He was a cockney. His home was in Islington. But Islington or Murmansk, it didn't worry him. I'd met up with him at a Russian ordnance depot near Leningrad. I had been sent over to assist in the maintenance of certain predictors, and Bert was there with a gunnery team, demonstrating the drill for a new gun Britain had recently sent to Russia. Bert was gazing round the group of faces huddled close to the brazier. "'Help! What a country!' he muttered. "'No wonder Jerry couldn't stick it.' His face brightened to a grin. "'I got half a bottle of vodka in me kit bag. I was saving it for tomorrow. But we'll knock it back when we're in the old scratcher. That'll help liven up the cockles.' And he rubbed his hands over the blaze. Then his face clouded. "'But when I think of the old woman all alone with the kids in Islington—' he added. It fair makes me blood boil. A month's disembarkation leave we've got waiting for us when we land, and we're stuck in this dump. Look at that calendar. Three whole weeks we've been incarcerated in this warehouse, the job finished, guns all ready to bang away at Berlin, and a nice word of praise from a rusky colonel. And what do we get? Three weeks in this hellhole. Dartmoor ain't got nothing on this place. Got any fangs left, Corp? I opened my case. "'Gord,' he said, "'only four left, and Russian at that. "'Better save him to smoke with the firewater. "'Where's Mr. Bloomin' Warrant Officer tonight?' "'Warrant Officer Rankin was the senior occupant of the room. "'He was large and fat, with a smooth face and a soft voice. "'Blue eyes peered at you over little pouches of white flesh, "'and his hands, which pawed eagerly at the shoulder of any subordinate "'who was sufficiently servile, were podgy and neatly manicured.' When angry, his soft voice became high-pitched. He stood very much on the dignity of his rank, and one felt that without that advantage of rank, his voice might easily deteriorate into a whine. He'd been sent over to do a technical job for the Navy, and was temporarily in charge of some naval stores. "'The same place as he was last night,' I told Bert in answer to his question, "'and the night before, and every night since we've been here.' He gave an evil cackle, displaying his toothless gums. <laughs> Calls it learning Russian. That's a joke, that is. When he's in China, he learns Chinese. And when he's in Singapore, he learns whatever the native lingo is there. I bet it's the same words he learns everywhere he goes. The faces round the brazier cracked with laughter. They all hated Rankin's guts. Where's he get the dough from, anyway? Bert demanded. Oh, I said, he's in some racket or other. Started with watches. You know how crazy the Russians are for anything that ticks. He managed to smuggle some out with him, 
told me so the other night. And then he's in charge of stores. That's always a help to a man like Rankin. And he's chummed up with that little political commissar who speaks English. Do you mean the fresh-faced boy what's supposed to keep tabs on the local commandant? Bert scowled into the fire. I seen him yesterday strutting alongside of his boss fit to burst a ligament. Smart as a new pin, he looked. A sly little chit, if you ask me. Ever been in that place down on Molotov Street, Corp? No, I told him. Wish I'd as much dough as Rankin's got, he went on. I was only half listening. I suppose he'll be drunk again tonight when he comes back, chucking his weight about as usual, getting poor little sills to make his bed for him. He's a fair swine. And at that moment we heard Rankin's voice in the corridor outside. It was angry and slurred. Why the hell can't we go aboard in the morning? we heard him ask. And another voice replied, Special duty.